Hey, welcome to the podcast with Roger. Today we have what joining us? Hey, y'all. Our topic today is something we were talking about earlier today, a few minutes ago. It is help. How do you help someone without overextending yourself? And how do you give the help? to what point and to who. So and maybe even how do you ask for help. Right. And that goes back to who. Correct also. So so we're we're talking about help. Um who do you help and and what what do you help? Like what 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 are the three things about help? Who do you help? How do you help? And in what way do you help? In what way do you help? Okay. How? How and in what way? So in terms of so in terms of how and in what way do you help somebody, the key to that I think is not to promise things you don't know how much they cost. Like someone someone standing on the street corner, and I made this mistake before. And they have a sign that says, please, please help. You know, and you say anything, what can I do? And, and you realize you're not, you're not equipped to help them in the way they need to be helped. You just need a friend. Right. So in that scenario, you could say help with what, or how can I help you? Or how yeah. much help do you need? What's the cost of this help? Yeah. What? what do you need? And a lot of it is breaking out in terms of money. Right. Um, Because. Yeah. And then you would probably decide, listen to what they say they need help with. And if you have time to actually talk to them, if they're a street beggar, you have limited time. But if you're walking around and see them, you have more time. So you could um, kind of figure out, figure it out. Yeah. Be like, analyze the situation in your head and a say, if you know the person and know they'll be there, you actually know them in person and know how to get in touch with them. You could say, let me think about that. And then you could go and think and analyze. Who is this? Why do they need help? How much money is it going to cost me to help them? How much time will it take to do the help? Can I trust this person to accept the help great graciously and not keep asking for more help? And, and mm-hmm. I don't know. And on that note, I'd also say, you know, um, then you go to the person wherever they were, or if you call them and you'd probably say, here's what I can do. Here's the way I can do it. Here's how I can do it. And that's, that's, you know, if you're talking about a big arrangement, probably the proper way to do it. For me, being, being a guy without a car, my, mine would just be to administer the help there even if it is giving them a a charger 
-hmm. a banana, a freaking uh, paper clip if they got a lot of papers. I mean, a lot of help is just looking at the situation in front of you. And, uh, you know, nobody's stopping you from getting involved. It, right. A lot of people are asking permission to do a good thing. Right. And it's like by the fact that you ask permission, you often can't be trusted to do the good thing. However, by the same token, you might be a bull in a china shop <laughs> trying mm -hmm. to trying to clean glasses or dust the shelves. Right. It's the quickest way you can learn social conduct. That is a good point. I mean, I have heard of someone recently said on that note that that was a way to get outside of their cell and be socially more engaged with people. They said uh, just doing simple things like holding a door holding for someone, greeting someone you don't know, saying, hi, how are you today? It's like someone at a convenience store strike up a small talk conversation with them. Nice weather, how are you? Yeah, and, and you know, it changes all the time because sometimes you go you go up to somebody and, and like today I was buying a monster or something and I said, and a pack of smokes, I said, how are you? But I was it was late. It was like I didn't really care and I was just making the conversation. So she came back and said, huh? And uh, she was looking right at me and I said, Oh, you're good. It, it, there's a there's an element of help because I knew what she was doing, which was her job. Yeah, and it was a timing thing, it sounds like. Both you said it a little late, but she was busy doing her job. Yeah. So you have to, you're taking a risk for a social interaction and a chance to help someone, whether they're prepared for the help, paying attention, and want the help, even if it's a conversation, because I've had that. Most of the time, I'm able to now get in the how are you in a friendly way in the right time, whereas before, I either wouldn't do that at all, or I would uh, do it later. Yeah, I guess. I was supposed to, but then yeah. again, I had to gauge that some in this case, cashiers or workers at fast food places are in a mindset or mood where they don't want to talk to anyone, no matter who you are. And then you kind of have to accept that and not get your feelings hurt or offended. A great indicator of when you are being asked to help can be eye contact. Right. However, I haven't fully accepted myself as a person that wants to say, how are you at the line? And, and that's what caused my timing issue, you know? And her way of saying, huh, kind of indicated my timing issue. Right. And it led me to this podcast mm -hmm. where I got a teachable moment. Right. So help can be administered through conversation. and Don't let anyone tell you different. Right. Because we were talking earlier about the guys that are like, um, all I can all I can help you with is twenty dollars, and you're not holding the twenty dollar bill out in front of them or anything, it, you know, tantalizing them, because that that does relate to their 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 gut, you know, their their either vices or or needs. What's the difference? A vice is a need. Um, all I'm saying is, 
you, you, the conversation in and of itself is fine, you know, because oftentimes you're like, all I can help with is $20. And they're like, give me $20. In. And you're like, well, I don't want to anymore. You, you know, that was, that was very entitled and rude, which you just did to me. Hey, you've probably helped that guy more than I remember someone, someone said, Hey man, buy me a sandwich. I said, I don't own the place. He was outside a restaurant and, uh, he, he said, I'm asking. Right. Right. And I said, ask next time. Yeah. And, and I didn't help the guy. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, we are both practicing comedians and go out to yeah, open I mics. Mean, and, and, and we learn, we help each other a lot. Like, I'm good with, like, metaphors and seeing intent, you know. Roger's good with just funny shit. And, you know, last night, Roger, remember you told me a joke. And I was like, ah, yeah, so you basically took the words you said. Yep. And you cut them in half, you, you know, from the back end forward. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, and I was thinking about word salad. I, I got to say that's better than talk soup. But soup yeah. and salad is not a meal, man. You need the bread. So get the well, bread get of what you're that. saying yeah. and then start cutting in the salad and the soup. Yeah. See what and I did now, there? Yeah. On a more tangible level, I was thinking of how this topic or any topic can go from a conversation or a Facebook post into a comedy bit or a sketch or a movie or whatever. I like that part of the process and it's helpful to me, but the audience can relate to it on here in person. I'm not an expert at it yet. I'm working on it, but that's what I did yesterday. I took all my problems about myself. I did a thing, a post about dogs because I had this resentment toward people on Facebook saying dogs are better than people. And then I wrote, no, they're not. And then person I know well said, yes, they are. Here's an article about it. So I turned it around, read, pretended I read the article, which I didn't, John, sorry. I didn't take time to read your article, but you had a good point that dogs are in ways better than people. They are sentient to some level. They have personalities, that's right. for sure. Preferences. Right. But at the and they can get mental damage. True. Dogs really are just responding. Right. They can't help it. Yeah. Whether it's a spiritual or biblical reality, we are put here as the only form of life that can totally do reason, have a memory, yeah. have a full command of languages. I mean, it's like the birds chirping, like, yeah. you know, they're, they're talking, yeah. They're probably saying, you know, this white motherfucker just walked down the block, man. <laughs> we about to fly away, man, if he starts singing. <laughs> or, or maybe, uh, maybe, but really, dogs, are they? I mean... We no, we don't are, know. Yeah. We don't know. And 
Yeah, we all know because we, we all speak. We're on the right track on the first way. Yes, they have a language to each other, but their life is instinct. Well, as a guy that's been barked at, bit, yeah. right, and loved by by dogs, and a and a Christian reads the Bible, uh, like like you know, I don't, I don't want to discourage anyone from being a Christian. It's just not for me to decide if I'm a Christian. I try my best to be a Christian. I, I uh, wanted to say dogs, you, you know, like uh, they're in the Bible. It says, beware of dogs. True. Well, I haven't read that part, but um, I just believe there's a lot of anthropomorphic. I'll have to look that word up. Yeah, because you can take you like take those any, three words and take any character. Develop a phobia of, from the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying? The words where you take an animal and give them human qualities. I don't know the word. I do that all the time. Uh, personification. Roughly. It is but, called anthropomorphization. Word. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I, I do that all the time. That. I don't know how to say it. I was shushing some dogs yeah. the other day, man. Right. But you know. And then I was like, thank you. And they were quiet. And it was like, bitch, we didn't do that for you. We did that for your intent. They started barking again. The moment right. I said, thank you, you know. But they were probably looking at your faces and your reactions and physical stance based on going, oh, I know exactly what's watching. He's saying that I was not amplified and that I it wasn't about me. I offended the dogs. Their yeah. their uh pomorphism. <laughs> or their anthro. That some I, people believe all they they can believe what they want. In my opinion, on the dogs, cats and pets is they have some level of understanding, but if they could fully understand, they'd be kicking our ass. They'd be running around talking <laughs> us and going up. <laughs> they, you know, most of them are stronger than us they can hunt they can scratch and bite us if they had the power they would take us over or eat us yeah it's like it's like okay. ai for animals right when yeah. it was a good episode of uh, rick and morty that um byron told me to watch the whole series and that's episode. funny the dogs got AI connected to him, and he took over, got like a whole walking robot. Oh, he told me out. about yeah. that. I was crying. Yeah, that was so funny. Like, why did you call me Muffy? It's <laughs> not Muffy. It's Bob. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that other stuff you said to do. And that's anthropomorphization. You know, right. dogs, dogs don't want to be. I mean, I, I guess the real bottom line is like. Dogs are equal to people, but people are superior. Yeah. I mean, that is, a, you know, it is how you treat and want to treat the dog. Like, my family, we treated our dog like shit, almost to the level of abuse, because she wasn't house trained. See, that's a history in my family. Dogs come in house trained, and then they leave the family unhouse trained. And you like know, Molly. that's yeah. part of our culture. That's a, that's because, environmental right. because I had a dog for nine days and I had to learn the rhythms and the motions of my uh, environment. So I couldn't take care of the dog and my mom took it back. Right. And uh, 
you, you know, she's saying he's going to a better place because she saw that kind of future for him. Right. That um, is a skill and a talent, I believe. Some people are better at leading and controlling their pets than other people. Yeah, and, and, and we, we never, we not only do we not have control, you know, I just wanted to pet the dog. Right, that's me. I didn't I'm take the nice responsibility. Person. I wanted my dogs to have the best life ever, to have no worries, no responsibilities, just to have fun and be a dog. And, and it just outside. don't work like that. Yeah. Work. The dog has to train you up to be a, a responsible dog owner. Right. And, and it, it was just a round peg of square hole. I think I'm a pretty damn uh, round pet, round hole right now. You know, right. but... But yeah, I was a I was a square back then. Yeah, and I was twelve. Ah, so. see, I was like forty five, so you're ahead of me there. But back then we had it. Well, we were. I I I'm thirty five, and I just became around whole probably like a few oh, months okay. ago. Yeah. Well, I'm working so. on that one, but of course my family dog. Well, we're I was working on it. eight to twelve through eighteen, but our whole family was like me. We wanted to be the nicest shit to the dog, and we didn't want to walk her, so she wound up in the basement crying all the time. And that would have been the level of abuse. Nowadays, they would have broken into our house with animal control. and, and I'm, uh, getting, I'm getting kind of cheesy just listening. <laughs> that Sarah McLaughlin jump in and start singing her thing. The arms of an angel come <laughs> out with us. All four people. Earl had to die. They either kill us or they sue us, because that's now a crime, animal abuse. So you go on Facebook and they'll say, or a bumper sticker, animal abuse is a crime. It deserves jail time. It's like killing someone. Yeah, I love I love how they advertise crimes nowadays. Like we don't know in our heart that it's a crime. You know, when I was throwing a rock, you know, small rocks at the, you know, like. Pebblish rocks, not trying to hurt the bull's testicles, just to see what it would do because he was sitting there with his balls out next to the fence. You know, right. I was about 15 and maybe 16. And I was just, I wasn't hurling them. I was just lobbing them. Yeah, you know, total, to, I, what are we talking about? Animal abuse? Like, right. like there's, there's, there's such a, there's such a line of ignorance. It, like, like anybody's seeing these billboards and being like, animal abuse man i never thought about that you know like that is a crime you know but, yeah. but there is a there's also an age where it's like yeah man we were fucking up crabs and fish like yeah like you like we got in trouble for that so we were you young found the dead bird did you always do the right thing and try to nurse the bird back to hell i still do always we only fucked up the crabs and the fish we got in trouble uh, after that yeah I, I think we were about point, I think we were about eleven or twelve. Maybe it wasn't a bird, but it was some injured animal, and it was either me or someone I knew. Instead of helping the animal, we stomped on it and said, "Oh, we're putting it out of its misery." But that would have been today, animal abuse and a crime. Yeah, but, but you, know, you know, I I I took a bird that that couldn't fly and picked it up and held it high. It works on a other bird before. This bird flew pretty much a, a five degree angle downward. And I used it as an album cover. So I guess what's that? Animal exploitation and it goes back to help. 
Like, <laughs> so he died. I don't know if he learned to fly or not, but he got far enough away. I mean, I did help him. I brought him out of a building into a yeah into a field. Where there's the whole thing where they say now, don't feed wild animals because you're harming them. And there's this woman I knew at the local hotel, a guest at the nightclub, and she was talking about she loves her ducks. She goes to the library, has a favorite duck, brings its bread and crackers, and feeds it, and sometimes they're wounded. Then I saw a thing on TV or public radio. It said, you're causing that damage to that animal by feeding them one, because then they're losing their ability to find right. their own food. And, they can choke on that stuff, and that's not their natural diet. Yeah, and it's like, and, and I'm sure that lady would be able to say, well, this is like, this is bread, this is this this kind of bread, this kind of bread, or I haven't seen a duck choke. You know, you have to defend your health, right. for sure. And she didn't have the intention to harm the animals. No, I think I, if she had heard that message, it was a PSA on NPR, and it might have been exaggerated, bleeding heart to some point. But no. if she heard that, <laughs> she would have probably changed her behavior. In fact, I think I told her when I saw her, I'm like, you know, I heard something, and if you feed the ducks bread, you're actually harming them, and they could choke and lose their ability. That's funny, because you kind of walk like a duck. I walk like a duck. Yeah, your, your feet point outward. Well, I have whatever it's called, I guess. Well, I can't help you with that. No. <laughs> I'm just thing. saying, yeah. hey, you're the perfect guy to do that, to, okay. <laughs> to correct the duck lady. I accept that. I forget what it's called. Is it flat feet? Or... I think it's, uh, t there's pigeon toed. Pigeon toed, probably. Yeah. Pigeon toed is inward. And uh, I think it's yeah, duck footed. I think it's called duck footed. Yeah. I'm probably duck footed. You're the, wow. So see, that's an example of good health. Yeah. Roger does ducks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was equipped. He he said it, and you know he felt the intent. He worked within his means. I mean, that's I a didn't rat. think of it that <laughs> way. But I mean, if there's something physically wrong with me that I can't control and was born with, I just accept it. I'm not going to go saying I'm not this or that when I am. Like if I don't take a shower and smell from hanging out in my car too much, which is dirty, and people say I smell, I'm not going to deny yeah. that yeah. over denying that I've committed some alleged tameless crime. Yeah, I'm going to pee I mean, in the shower, but I ain't washing my balls in it. I mean, right, yeah. <laughs> now I'm, I'm the focus <laughs> on the real problem. How sassy. Yeah. I'm sassy Daphne. Um, That's despicable. That is. It's it. deplorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually was outside the pet store a couple weeks ago, and I there was this, I mean, I thought it was a crazy spider, man. Yeah. It, it was it was just this mesmerizing cacophony of swirling legs, and, and it was about, like, really about four or five inches, about five inches of legs, every bit of five inches. Wow. And then, and then... You know, I kept looking at it and looking at it. And then suddenly, you know, it just teetered. And then it flipped over. And it was a bright yellow rhinoceros beetle. Oh, right. Okay. And uh, 
it was. Uh, I'm glad I didn't flip that guy because like he inspired me. Huh. But you know he helped me there, and I didn't help him. So he was caught in the spider web by the spider. He, no, his legs were like were like a spider's dance. Oh. You know? okay. it, it was, and he was just trying to flip himself over. Ah, which he did. He did, and I said, "Good luck, fella. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for all the help." Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, God bless him. Yeah. So we've been over helping people, helping or harming animals, helping people <laughs> by trying to help them when they didn't want help. The level of how much to help the people, how to go about helping them. Yeah, helping them when they don't want help, but still doing it yeah. in an acceptable way. They're coming at us, motherfuckers! You know, yeah. <laughs> we put we're helpful. We're helpful. Yeah, you know, if you we're if you want to be help helpful, us, give us the help, man. <laughs> yeah, but not too much help. Not too, yeah. Make sure I, you. <laughs> I'd love to have a Maserati six. Yeah, ways they can help you. us. Yeah, I'd be indebted to that person. I, I want too much. Uh, yeah. I don't need a Mercedes Benz from I, someone I don't know. Right. I, I that's mean, the extreme scary. over helping. Yeah, that's like that's like you're gonna show up at my house all bloody and be like, I need a shower. Oh, it's way beyond that. But yeah, that's the type. Say if you're a woman or this person was gay or whatever their orientation and they give you the or color of their color, whatever. If you're giving them, allowing them to help you that much, you're putting yourself in a serious yeah, bad situation. Yeah, you and know, I wouldn't go that far. You, you know, the, the dang crossroads, the crossroads of communication, you know? Yeah. Um, you got to, I, 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 I do it too. You know, I see, I see, especially like an older woman with a kind glance and a kind look with a smile towards me. And, and I'll look down kind of smile back and then oftentimes when I need help, I find myself looking right back up at her and right. she's already looked away because, ah. because she sees, Oh, that's a need I can't help with. <laughs> ah. He needs too much help. <laughs> He's around. Hole. <laughs> I don't know what type of help. He's he looking wants. at me like I'm around. Oh, He's supposed to be the square. He bag. could have a thing for all the way. <laughs> I think that's called uh, a motherfucker. <laughs> or a grandma fucker. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so we out there enough for you guys. <laughs> either help them, some help, but the least we've helped them to say, I'm never listening to this podcast again, as it wasn't. You're welcome. Yeah. We're doing our mission. This is about what we want to say. And we can say it how we want to say it. It's our right. We don't intend to hurt anyone of the listener's feelings or offend them or cause any chaos to them or the world. But or PETA. Yeah, any of that shit. Brooklyn. Or but if you're that person, still out. Life is bigger than what we say and you say. They're only words. Cursing are only words created by the creator who created the language in the first place. And if that person, deity, didn't want me to say these words, they would have followed through with the whole curse legend. 
Like, I could say, fuck, 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 fuck. And they'd hit me with five bones of lightning. Five uh, lightning. I don't want to test that because uh, anyone who, who says the word fuck is is a bad word is a fucking idiot. Because right. what, what are you supposed to call sex in marriage that's loving? You know, where you're like, I don't. I don't care what happens about babies or not. You know, right. I like a few more. I like a few more free shots, but are we supposed to call that a holy screw? Right, that's a whole other holy thing. But yeah, you're you're getting the point. You're you're, you're the one relating the word "fuck" to fornication and that right. terminology. Oh, okay. I wasn't. You took and, it that way. Uh, yeah, I am. You know, like, <laughs> no, no. You I'm saying I'm family. I'm talking to the imaginary. Uh, like like Castro mother in the room, you know, okay. like 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 the uh, not the word Nazi thing, you know. So uh, the Karens, the Karens, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Karens <clears throat> need to chill out. This is only a podcast. Yeah, we are amateur. Comedians. We're motherfuckers. We're we're not we're trying to using, communicate with you. We are working on our freedom of speech. Watt is trying. a little farther ahead of me. On his use of freedom, free speech, I'm a little kind of not Fuck, ready, man. Here, you're, you're, but I'm working on it. I was proud of myself last night. I was proud of yours, but then I looked at, I listened to mine again, and I said, "Yeah, nobody was laughing, but actually, everything I said was making me laugh." Right, and there were only five people total there, maybe six. Yeah, and it's not like every joke bombed either. It's just no. there, there's times and rhythms that I haven't figured out, you know. Uh, me, yeah. I kind of lost the audience when I did the, the uh, Asian mother who wants the right. kid to be a dentist, but he needs a ride to the open mic, but she can't drive. Bit. Right. But, you know, there were. <laughs> which is part of which my is motivation. Like, like, yeah. And, and, and by the way, comics out there, don't fucking do that. <laughs> Unless some you're in a room do. with five people. Because, some like, some of them do. Some of them. They all do, but I'm saying, like, you were doing it, yeah. Joe called the uh the, the, the rajalites well they don't have a title yet but i was just calling them the audience or listening audience but yeah i mean it's a good question to ask oneself on both sides you want to help someone who doesn't want help you want to help someone who does want help and again how do you help them and when do you help them where do you help them to what extent do you help them it's all like a process, even when I'm just talking about it to myself or with you in this scenario, I can like work through that. And that's maybe not the general point of podcasting, but it seems to be my thing. It's, it's life too. I mean, sometimes I'm going through some help stuff and, you know, I'm helping someone who's you know, you see the need, 
but you don't want to be a freak. <laughs> right, right. And uh, sometimes just in that, in that walking through the prayer towards the miracle, however you want to call that, whatever your process may be, to where you, you get that perfect picture that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, where everybody's got a real smile on their face and you're wearing your favorite clothes and you're in front of your favorite stupid looking, uh, ornamental statue or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a perfect Christmas picture. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's the goal of the miracle really when it comes to, and, and we're talking, we're talking about spiritual health now. Right. 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 Um, mental health. But right. if you if you start saying mental health, you're assuming you're a psychologist or a doctor. Right. No, we're just dudes that know what we know. Yeah. Um, and 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 it's and it's a fine line to give help to somebody who hasn't asked you for help or who has asked you in the past for help but hasn't blackballed you. Right. But also isn't indicating that they want help, but you know they need it. So it's it's a it's a fine line and it's like yeah and then when it comes to money too it's like i'm done throwing good money after bad action yeah i know what you're saying for yourself on that personal level um but we're, my... we went down a rabbit hole i guess yep we we could but we're not going to keep going down it my opinion you shouldn't or need to up to you but I'm just knowing you I know what you're talking about and uh but I've did I got eighteen hundred dollars yesterday see right oh in the middle of the seven eleven but that's up to you uh other people I know and you know would spend all that money very quickly <laughs> very quickly like it was water dirt in like Fire, aphrodite's one foot fungus <laughs> yeah. so right through that i've been there too and i just think for me one of the the big things is this help this helping topic how much can i help who as i've just said a few times how much can i help them do they want help do they ask for help do they really need help? Because there's the... That's the thing, yeah. There's the phrase um, regarding advice. Like, advice that's not wanted is criticism. So I can offend the person if I ask them if they want help rather than them asking me for help. Because people, everyone has an ego and an image and a reputation. And can I show you the help? I... I... I did. Can I did spend money on help? Let yeah. me let me show you. It's right here in my bag. Um, what is going to get his bag right now? Yeah, I uh, I helped myself, and while I was at the store, you know, I said I'm going to help uh, the person I'm trying to help. Ah. Okay. And uh, because you know what? I may not love her uh, ways, actions. You, you know, I may not love what she's going through. But mm -hmm. I, but you know what? You know, she may not be a good investment. 
But you know what? You know what is a good investment? Helping her with her dog. Right, right. So. What did you get there? I got some flea and tick stuff, you know, like the, you know, if, if the dog ever gets fleas, uh, I got a leash. And this was, and I got a little metal bowl and I got a couple bones. Right. And that's okay. like, it was 15 bucks total. And, but look at the, the help because like, hey, you know, uh, she's helped me. Like, mm-hmm. I have to go there to deliver a charger. I might as well outdo her in kindness or if I ever could. You, you know, and it's just like when people need help, you don't have to do it then. There's no problem with having a conversation with somebody who needs help and walking away and thinking, how the hell can I help that person? You know? Right. I've had situations that were extreme where a con artist talked me into helping him and I was talked out of like $500. Same Um, here. Same here. I got another guy. No, I helped him get a, put down a deposit for his rental car, which I know I'm never getting back for other reasons, but most likely I wouldn't have gotten it back, but I wrote that off because that was my mistake and it wasn't too much money for me at the time, but it's just an example of my level of humility and honesty on the podcast has to be genuine because of my upbringing and theories about mental wellness and peer support. Yeah. I think I put it into a little sentence in my head just now. It's like, if the action is rooted in love, not greed, not lust, but the kind of love where it's like, it's out of my hands, fuck you. Right. Well, it, like, I know what like, you're saying. On, on a level of, yeah, like, uh, I mean, not to sound like a regurgitating therapist, but, but, but if you have mixed feelings, right. what I'm trying to say is, yeah, do you give help when you have mixed feelings? I would say give more conversation and keep everybody happy, right. keep everybody fed. And yeah. if you're drinkers, you know, keep everybody, you know, buzzed up while you're having the conversation. Yeah. But on the limit that you can afford or want to afford. Right. And, and you know, extricating and, and sometimes people have to walk different ways. That, that That's the kind of shit I try to settle too quick sometimes. Yeah, you can't. Unless you have to, but you know, I'm learning and still learning to put limits and boundaries, the big term, for my health. Like right. say a certain person wants to spend the night at my house and use my shower. I made it after I realized that that person was going to do that without any regard for me or boundaries on their side or consideration and wanted to show up after midnight, call me before coming after midnight when I asked them to come before 10 and call me in advance and not change their mind and be yeah. unreliable. You gotta have boundaries. You gotta have the boundaries. The boundaries. Hard. You got it. yeah. Where are they? Yeah. Who makes them? I know who makes them. The owners. Right. And I have a boundary too. 
people don't stay at my house on my couch more than one night. That's a good one. I need to, well, I, my rule is pretty much no one stays on the couch while I have a futon or an air mattress now, but no one. Yeah, that that's a whole put, other thing. No. Yeah, if, if I'm it, partying, uh, you're on the couch for sure. But if it, if I'm one of guests and I trust a guest, uh, I'll keep them for probably about five days. Right, and it's someone who can reciprocate, like not to. I won't name names. Yeah, I can't afford it. Came in from out of town, and he says, "Let's hang out." I'm, I'll stay on your. He wasn't an thing. expensive friend. Right. Yeah, I'll stay on your whatever, air mattress for one night and I'll pay for dinner if you want and drinks if you want and hang out. That's okay. It's also an imposition still, but it's way better than having someone who is in a lot of financial or social or spiritual trouble right. and, come and, in and just ask to do that indefinitely and un erratically and, and i have spiritual issues you know trust issues you know right. with with the person i was trying to help and uh but the dog i actually i actually love the dog like mm -hmm. look i get all blushy just talking about the dog yeah right that's a whole nother what ball is this? Of whack. The, the, yeah, yeah but, I, you can put something in your ears because let me tell you about the dog. <laughs> I agree. Tommy loves. <laughs> Tommy loves wings. <laughs> Tommy loves dogs. Okay, <laughs> and we live in a van. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Pets are a different subject altogether. Yeah. yeah. If that were me, I mean, if a person that was a pain in the ass but had a dog. I'd consider kicking them out before the dog. <laughs> easy to deal with. Yeah, that could be Very like a love easy. contract. Like, right. sign over your dog to me <laughs> before we engage in any relations. Right. I, I, I don't think you'd get laid very much. No, of course not. <laughs> but in the situation, hypothetically, someone was destitute and spiritually bankrupt and had a dog, and they couldn't take care of the dog, then I'd go for some method of protecting the dog. But if the dog is legally theirs, they have papers, and they can take care of the dog and love the dog. No, I wouldn't go yeah. that. And, and in these conversations we have, we learn better ways to help on a bigger level. Mm -hmm. We get these thoughts. You All might right. call them Revelations. Aha uh -huh moments. <laughs> God shots, even. Ooh. Aha uh -huh moments. <laughs> usually, usually it's the most hilarious uh, moments are like, yeah, that, that I see it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Self-laughter. Yeah, that's the key. That's the key to life. That's the way it goes. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. And that's a wrap. You know what the music means. That is from Dr. Katz, the cartoon in the 90s from 
Wiggle Vision on Nick at Night. That is my borrowed catchphrase. And if he wants to sue me, Jonathan Katz, the comedian, came up with that show at some point. I'll stop using it, but I like it. So, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>